What's up, everybody? This is just your friendly reminder of our sponsors. We are sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man and Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, both written by yours truly, Trenton Sweet, and my co-writer and co-host on the show wrote Awakening the Tranquil Warrior with me. And we are also sponsored by The Old Road Farm in Washington, Pennsylvania, a local to us, regenerative and beautiful family-owned farm. We are also sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio in Washington, Pennsylvania. Right on. So today, we got Mr. Jason Donnelly on the show, <laughs> known as Cold Feet. Hello, Feed. hello. Cold Feet on the Instagram. And Cold Feet is also the name of the book that he's writing right now. It'll be released on August 20th. So stay ready for that. You can find it at, is it coldfeet.com? Just that simple? Yep. Uh, F-E-A-T. C-O-L-D-F-E-A-T. Yeah. This is all explained in the book. (laughs) Well, awesome, man. You want to give us a little intro? Yeah. uh, My name is Jason Donnelly. I'm 42, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. Right now I'm living on the outskirts of Copenhagen. Uh, Just moved here about a year ago. And over the past five months, I've I've lost over 60 pounds and just... uh, working my ass off, doing this cold bathing thing, writing a book, having fun and uh, doing a lot of, a lot of weird stuff on social media with hardly any clothes on. So if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. <laughs> That's a big shift. What, like, what did you do before that? Um, well, in, in the States for, for like the past decade, uh, I've been in social media advertising. I've been one of those horrible people who <laughs> tells you about stuff you should buy and uh yeah i've i've done everything from working on uh nfl commercials to to updating websites so oh, pretty yeah. much everything and i have i have like 12 books out at this point some some ai some fiction some just ridiculous books like one called shut the fuck up that's just like a <laughs> a self-help book for our generation. That's just like (laughs) you, you have problems with this, shut the fuck up and just do it anyway. So where can those books be found? All on Amazon. You can, uh, yeah, they're every all over Amazon. (laughs) Well, shit, man. I didn't know any of that because like I I found you because of cold bathing. So we, we have the same cold plunging love. So I didn't know anything about these, this dozen of other books, man. You, will you just, will you lay them out super quick so I can write them down for the show notes? Uh, sure. Or you can send Uh, them to me if it's easier to just do that afterwards. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I can look them all up because there's, (laughs) there's so many. Um, I I didn't know that dude. So mostly, most of them were like science fiction then? No. Uh, like my main, yeah, yeah. my main (laughs) thing is, um, satire like i'm a fiction writer i have i have a master of arts in education and then an ma and an mfa in creative writing so my my love is satire and just making a joke of what we are as a human species uh my favorite book that i have so far is gripped it's a social media satire and it starts out very offensive uh i don't know how your listeners would be able to hear the first line of it how offensive can we go oh we can get offensive we can get offensive there we go all right (laughs) listeners so the first line of grit is i came on my cat today again (laughs) and then it just kind of dives into his life in like a (laughs) uh an underground like 
group of people who just kind of manipulate the world and and it's basically just social media yeah, telling us to yeah. do everything yeah <laughs> and then a bunch of a bunch of ai books once chat gpt came out i just started messing with that and seeing where i could go oh right and uh yeah and then i have just a a bunch of other like i i put out my uh my master's thesis my creative thesis which is just a coming of age clusterfuck of a story um <laughs> Yeah, that's called five stitches, and then just yeah, explain it like I'm five here. There's a few. Oh, right on! I got a whole stack of them. Oh, and so the Cold Feet Journal. Yeah, that's the journal, but then like just all kinds of stuff. It's AI writing. Explain it like I'm five. <laughs> yeah, instant cool. These. This is probably the funniest book. I just wanted to be ridiculous so this is called uh uh difficult in seeing stuff anyway it's called the easiest end all way to finally lose the weight <laughs> a one one step guide for anyone struggling to lose the weight uh-huh. and then you go into it and chapter one put down the fork <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just a, a notebook <laughs> oh nice. so like so a few of them are just like silly jokes but <laughs> yeah oh that's funny man that's cool i i could definitely see it because like on your instagram and even on your website like you're pretty pretty snappy pretty funny with the satire like i love thank the, you thank you what you're calling the the book is cold feet is going to be a memoir of how i froze my midlife crisis right off and i thought yes sir just that, <laughs> that right there is pretty satirical yeah <laughs> okay so what so what turned for you then like going from you know, like an avid author and working in marketing. What, when did you decide to freeze your nuts off in an ice tub? <laughs> uh, okay. So all this is in the book. So everybody, <laughs> August 20th, make sure to get it. But long story short, um, I mean, it all really started. I went to the DMV here in, in uh, Denmark. DMV is called something else, but it was at the Hilero Commune. And I went to change in my New York license for my regular license. And when I got up in front of the guy, he said, stand there, don't smile. Like, I'm going to take your picture on this government document. And as soon as the picture like flashed up on the screen, I looked at it and I was like, holy shit. Like I look horrible. Like my face, uh, I'll, I'll send a picture, but my face <laughs> was just different shaped round. And like, I looked like a, bloated alcoholic it's just it wasn't a good picture and he said is that okay and I was like I need to take another picture and he said all right took the picture again looked exactly the same and I was like no okay I guess that's just what I look like and like I think it was the it was just this denial like I don't know we we just get so comfortable with where we're going and whatever is happening that you just see yourself in the mirror and lie to yourself and tell yourself it's fine. It's just a weird reflection. It's just like, <laughs> I'm not that bad. Like it doesn't look, it's not that bad. Um, but like, it just, it just kept hitting after that, that one picture. And then th- there's some, some other stuff that is also in the book, but the reason we moved here to Denmark, um, other than our little two and a half year old boy, uh-huh. uh, my, uh, my mother-in-law, who I always have a picture, my mother-in-law got sick and uh, I have goosebumps. I'm going to try not to cry. And uh, 
we came here so that she could spend as much time with my son as possible. And mm. yeah, just a bunch of stuff in the States was happening at the time. And we yeah. were just like, we're going to stay here for a little bit. <laughs> and I just, it was a really hard time. And uh, <laughs> speaking of ice bathing, uh, I just kept getting these ice bathing things on TikTok. And I was like, I mean, I hate cold. Like I'm really sensitive to cold. Every time it gets cold out, I'm just, I don't want it to touch my skin and like it bothers me. And I was like, I could never do that, but it looks interesting. And then I started reading all these things that were like uh, the benefits of cold bathing, everything from inflammation to uh, the dopamine release, the 2.5 times dopamine and all that fun stuff, which is basically cocaine folks, uh, but <laughs> longer. Yeah. And, uh, so about not that I didn't just write this, but 42 days before she passed, I started ice bathing and started, uh, every single day pushing into it. And yeah, it's, I mean, you can even watch in my, in my social, like the days that it was hard, the days that it was bad, the days that, that we lost her. I was in the ice bath to kind of deal with. How did, did that help a lot with your, with the mental status? I guess, dear listeners, uh, you can't think of anything when you're that cold. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess it's, I'm on this journey, like I'm trying to fix a lot of things just generational like stuff and uh so much of my my life has just been pushing it to the side instead of dealing with it head on and i think cold bathing was kind of that's where it started like just push it to the side and focus on something else yeah <laughs> and now it's like that time where my head shuts up i can actually focus on the shit that's important and kind of think about it so yes it helped and yes, it kind of like got me on the line or on the, the, the true and, and, and right to, uh, to try to fix this shit yeah. in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent on the ice bathing doing that. Cause that's, I started it for the same thing for mental clarity, really for the most part. Yeah. It, it does because if you, I always had a hard time meditating, even though I knew that I needed to meditate, I'd sit yeah. down and my mind would go bonkers about all the bullshit. Cause like you said, yeah. I'm the same way. Just, I always push things to the side. I'll deal with it later. It's no big deal. Yeah. But when you get in that ice tub, you, you're, it's you in that cold ass fucking water <laughs> and you yeah. have to shut the fuck up and you have to just listen <laughs> to yourself. It's yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. Well, and so you started, uh, you started this year, right? So you're like yeah. seven months into every single day. Ice yeah. 160 something days. Something that's insane. That's 166 days. Yeah. With no, no missed days. No, that's incredible. Worried. That's dedication. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't think I've ever done anything like this, but there's, I mean, you've seen the videos. There's been days that I don't yeah. want to do. Fucking well, I mean, especially to, this. <laughs> to be fair, like the cold, the cold water is, is such a teacher. It's an incredible teacher, but you don't want to jump into it. Like I know every morning when I do my ice plunge, I'm like, fuck <laughs> this is gonna be so fucking cold it's gonna be so uncomfortable but it's fine because you're every time you just say i said i was gonna fucking do this i'm gonna do this you break down another mental barrier and then when you're in the tub 
you start to feel that exhilaration. And then as soon as you get out, you just feel like fucking Superman. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I liked what you said a minute ago and, and then we'll jump back on, but like you were talking about like working through generational and like kind of working through the mindset. Cause I think that a lot of people in particular, modern men don't really fully understand all the bullshit that, that we're holding on to that's been kind of just tucked in like I just deal with it you know those emotions don't matter and so we just tuck it deep inside and eventually it manifests into anger or addiction some sort of coping mechanism that's that's not helpful for you or anybody else around you but when you jump in the ice tub and you shiver which you should be shivering and you normally do when you get out you shiver pretty fucking good that shivering aspect alone just the shivering activates your fascia and literally releases trapped energy inside your body. So on a spiritual side of it, when you do that, you're literally dumping some of that generational garbage without having to do the meditational work and like going to see a shaman and like doing all that stuff. Like you're actually dropping some of it. So I I think that's really cool. And I I think that's something that I like, I really want to push that to people. Like when we do our ice tub and like, workout events and stuff like that like i always try to push that like you're you're doing more work in this ice tub than you think you're doing a lot more work like it's not just yeah it's going to help you lose weight you're going to burn fat you're going to increase your immune system and all these these other giant host of benefits but you're also going to do some really deep spiritual work that you're not even going to realize so congratulations (laughs) yeah this is the this is the perfect kind of thing for those men's men Mm -hmm. who uh who are just like, I'm tough. I don't need to worry about my emotions. I can push that all away. And we're like, just getting some ice water and it's, it'll take care of it. <laughs> it'll take care. Yeah. You don't have to face it. You ain't got to You're face a man's it. man. Cool. Get in the water. Yep. Are you manly enough for this? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to talk about your setup. You have a giant chest freezer and yeah. it looks like, it looks like a, uh, like a garage almost. Is that right? It's like a, a shed on the side of the house. Yeah. Okay. I think it's cool as shit. I love that setup. I, I see a few people doing it, but I'm like, I just, I have the old school trough that I just throw ice in. Yeah, so yeah. I'm still like a few steps behind, but how cold do you keep that? I, you talking Celsius and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's horrible because I've been doing it for the past year. So <laughs> C to F uh celsius to fahrenheit i keep mine at uh right around 35 36 that's cold that's yeah cold and Um, that water in there it's it circulates too right because you have like a filter and a little pump in there yeah i sometimes so i i have a a dunking filter that i put in it every once in a while um i also just got this sweet uh spa vacuum Ah. that's like rechargeable and just sucks up all the the little stuff that's in there yeah um that i put in there beforehand usually and then like today i don't know you you just woke up so you probably didn't see today's post but today i dumped in like a shit ton of ice today just because i wanted to to push it (laughs) Um, yeah so right around there anywhere between um i have i have this thing called an ink bird if when you get a when you get a chest freezer, yeah. it's awesome. You put the the temperature thing in and you plug the chest freezer to the ink bird and then you set the ink bird for the, the temperature you want. So and then freeze the, the water. Yeah. I all these guys who freeze their stuff and have to break it up, like I get it. It's great. It's cool. I like the ice feeling, but I don't want to re uh paint 
the inside of it. Yeah. I don't want to snap some of the ice off and then snap the inside and then have it yeah. rust and all that. Mm-hmm. So I always keep mine at like two, three degrees uh, Celsius, which is like I said, 35 to 37, somewhere in there. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's definitely cold enough. It's just oh, yeah. easy. And uh, yeah, that the inkbird thing, make sure that uh, the freezer's not running all the time. It just does it between it'll do two degrees either way. So if it gets to two, three, three, four, if it gets to five, it'll start back up and then lower it uh, okay. down below two. So it just kind of keeps that water consistently right between yeah. like 34 and 38 degrees Fahrenheit, something like that. Yeah. I, that's, I like that idea a lot. I know like with the trough and stuff, like I'm constantly putting ice in it in the summertime, in the wintertime, it's great, but yeah. sometimes the, the fucking ice gets like a foot thick at the top and then you're bailing out icebergs to try to do the plunge and it's like i so i get the chest freezer a lot my, my buddy jonathan's got one too and it's like it just looks so easy you just pick up the lid it's yeah. clean already like you ain't got fuck with it i the one i got i clean probably twice a week and i'm like always putting peppermint oil and epsom salts and all these things in there to try to keep it clean yeah. covering it up and shit but um, yeah. i just read something like so you're doing in the 30s and i i know i'm sure that you're aware like under 40 degrees um, like three minutes is like all you really need. I've even seen some that like under 35 degrees, some studies that under 35 degrees, that all you truly need is like a 30 second head plunge to get yeah. all of the the benefits. Of course, not the mental, you get a little more mental, the longer you suffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I just saw, I just saw someone talking about a study where they, they took a, a ton of participants and they had them do just five minutes in 68 degree Fahrenheit water, which is you know, I mean, that's not cold. It would, it would be uncomfortable to swim all day in, but like, that's not that cold. And and they still had like all these mental benefits. They still got endorphin and dopamine increases. They didn't get like the two and a half time, like cocaine snuff kind of, yeah, benefit, yeah, yeah. but they still got a pretty significant one. And I thought, you know, 68 degrees really, like I grew up in Northern Michigan and you're in Denmark right now. So I'm sure that yeah. the water you know, in the spring and the fall at your local swimming holes is probably 68 degrees or cooler. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, I think a lot of people could easily incorporate cold bathing to some extent. And I mean, even our tap water in the U S is like 52 to 55 degrees Yeah. when it comes out. So if you just fill a tub with that, you're, it's going to be chillier than what you're used to if you've never done it before and you still will get benefits. I didn't know that. I thought that you needed to be like, I always aim for 40 degrees or lower. That's what I've always for. but no, I completely agree. And, and honestly, as dumb as this sounds, 68 is 20 Celsius and at 20 Celsius. uh, Oh no, that's even hotter at 10 Celsius. I wear shorts and a t-shirt like at 10 Celsius. So like 20, I, I know. I know. It, it I don't seems, think that even bothered me. That's what I thought too. I, I thought, all. man, so many people could easily do this. Like, so let, yeah. I want to talk about because people hear me bullshit about my fucking experience with cold bass all the time. I was trying to sell people on why they should freeze their nuts off or if they yeah, don't yeah. have nuts, they're, they're others. But, you know, whatever like, whatever you want to freeze off. Yeah, whatever you want to freeze off. So, what, what have you seen? You started on February 2nd this year, was your yeah. first ice bath. What have you noticed in yourself? Here's the thing, all all the the physical stuff, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there, but at the end of the day, the mental change that I've seen over the past few months is the only thing that I want to shout from the rooftops. Um, 
again in the book if you guys want to check this out august 20th uh i uh i started february 2nd and for the month of february i got in the ice water every single day in just this big ass 1000 liter tub in my backyard uh like i dove straight into it <laughs> but like that first month getting in there and pushing myself every morning and having that win right off the bat got me to say you can do hard shit like as soon as you have a kid, that's like one of the things that you want to teach them. I can do hard things. I can do hard things like so because kids freak out all the time. And <laughs> yeah. anyway, I'm still a kid inside in a lot of ways. And getting in the ice water <clears throat> mentally really pushed me to I can do hard stuff. And, and getting that win out right first thing in the, every day uh, changed me not even in the happiness side of things just gave me the ability to say, you can do this. Mm -hmm. And I think on top of all the, the physical benefits and all the, the dopamine releases and all the, the uh, not getting sick and having better temperature regulation and brown fat and all the shit you guys can look up if you want. <laughs> that's the thing to me that beats everything else. Because right. like, I mean, but, between you and I, you can look at the biggest, strongest, toughest, roughest, toughest, tumblest guy in the world. That water's fucking freezing. And <laughs> you tell him, get in that water. He's going to dip his finger in and say, fuck that. Oh, dude, we've, it's so funny that you said that because we've done yeah, <laughs> mental resilience and physical resilience are not always accompanying each other. We, no. So my wife and I, Kayla and I, we do these fire and ice events where like you go, it's actually from like old denmark days you know they would go from the sauna and they go jump in the freezing ocean uh, yeah. and so we do this we, we do it off of a, a study that they that they did at harvard where they you do it three times you go back and forth from the sauna to the ice tub three different times and it's it's excruciating it's it's really it takes a lot of mental toughness and we've had like you know some big fucking some buff dudes yeah. that if you've seen them at the store you know people go oh that's a man right there but they they'll barely, they'll barely put their feet in the ice tub before they start whimpering and put their tail between their legs, you know? And I think that's really important to know the mental resilience. I think if you can build mental resilience first, then everything else falls in, into place easily afterwards. hundred percent. I'm sorry for interrupting you there. You keep on going. <laughs> no, I complete hundred percent. And then I, when I first started, that was a thing that I focused on a lot, like on these social things that I pushed out, it was always like, the big difference between saying like you want to do something and actually doing it, that's a massive difference. And like, when you know, it's going to suck, there is not a day that ice bathing is a good time <laughs> that you're like, Ooh, I can't wait to be so cold that your body moves your blood to the center to keep you alive. Like, <laughs> listen to that. That's insanity. But we do that. And the thing is, I, I kept talking about like how many people, stand by the side of a pool and it's like we were talking about 68 degrees 65 degrees 60 degrees and they have trouble jumping in that water i see zero and i get in the water like that's <laughs> not a big deal and like i my brain can tell my body to do it even though my body's like this is a bad idea <laughs> that's <laughs> That's mental resilience. That's, That's mental strength, right? Yeah, there. Like, and even after seven months of doing it every morning, and you're you still have that conversation. I'm sure because I do every morning. Oh yeah, my body still says why, 
Can we do yeah. it later? Maybe we could put it off for a little bit. Maybe yeah. let's let's drink our coffee. Let's relax for a minute. And the brain's like, no, motherfucker. We said we were gonna do this. Yeah. We need to do this. Yeah. Wrap <laughs> it up. That's right. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the funniest things when somebody talks to me about it and they're like, So it's easy now. Like you've been doing it so long. It's easy to get in, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can do it. Yeah. But like it, your body still hates every second of it. Every second of it. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You gave me the chills when you said that. Cause it's <laughs> I, I think that every ice bather can relate to that. But I, yeah. I think it's sticking to it because just doing it one time is not gonna give you the benefits that you're looking for. Like I feel like most people today we find ice bathing because we need something real, something honest, and something difficult to help us what like everybody needs something every no one listening can say they don't have a coping mechanism of some sort maybe it's caffeine mm -hmm. maybe it's alcohol cigarettes i mean who marijuana who fucking knows what it is but everybody has mm -hmm. something but when you realize that all the coping mechanisms you have aren't serving you they're not helping you they're actually leading you down that 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 path when you go to get your new license you look at that picture and you're like who is that motherfucker? <laughs> like, that's me. What the fuck? It's funny yeah. that you said that because I had the same thing like years ago. We went on a family vacation and it was like eight, nine years ago. Someone took a picture of me sitting poolside with the Heineken and I looked like a fucking walrus. I was yeah. I was so pale and I was so fat. I was over 300 pounds. And I saw that picture on social media like a few days later. And I was like, Wow. Yeah, that's me. That's I'm supposed to, you know, I was getting ready to be a father. My wife was pregnant. And I was like, what the fuck? Who are you? How did you let yourself get that far? And I, you have to have that realization like you had because no one can talk you into going for a run or for taking an ice bath. Like you got to make that decision on your own. Yeah, I dude, it's it's everything. It's quitting drinking. It's quitting smoking. It's quitting all the shit that you love. Yeah. I, there was. <laughs> There was never a time that you're, you're having a, a a perfect gin and tonic in the perfect weather that you're like, ooh, I want to not do this. <laughs> like there is never, ever, ever. Or having a perfect menthol cigarette. Ooh, with the gin and tonic, like life is perfect. And you're not like, hmm, you know what? Let's put this down and go for a jog. Like that's not a thing. But like the second you, you get that picture or you... Yeah, you get that post on social media and you see yourself and you go, shit, I I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like yeah. the the stoic mentality when you've like, man, I've taken life's pleasures too far and they've started to hurt me. Now I need to become disciplined, like taking a nice bath every morning for seven straight months. And like like you said, freezing off a midlife crisis like you. Yeah. You have to, and and we, it's so easy in today's world. And and you worked on social media for a long time, so you know, like we're constantly bombarded with ways to self pleasure. Most of the yeah. time, not in ways that are helpful. Most of the time, in ways that are detrimental to our health and our well being on every plane yeah. of our existence. So once you realize that you fucking destroyed yourself <laughs> by accepting all these pleasures all day, every day then you have to let go of a lot of them and find pleasure in things that are more difficult. And yeah, have speaking of all that, have you read, uh, is it breath or breathe? Yeah. Uh, have yeah. you read that yellow book? Yeah. What, what James Nestor? Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that book blew my mind, not because of all the breathing and how good breath work is and all that, 
the part about as we industrialized our world and made like food easier to access and, and uh, what is it? Not pasteurized uh, machine, like processed, processed yeah. food and yeah. makes it squishy. Before, oh, that, before that happened, everybody had straight teeth. Yeah. Everyone had perfect teeth. You can look at the, the skulls from the past. They, everything was perfect inside. They had big noses to breathe in the air and everything was open and, was strong and could crush the stuff that they ate <laughs> and then we industrialized or or whatever uh yeah. and as the food got mushier our jaws got more tight and squishy and didn't fit and our teeth got crooked and our breathing sh got shitty like the more comfortable you get the shittier your body responds because it's like i don't have to do anything everything's cool over yes, here yes absolutely like, that's nuts it is that's nuts. Well, yeah. I love that. You know, honestly, it's, it's really funny. That was my favorite part of the book too. My biggest takeaway, <laughs> like the nasal breathing cool. I already kind of, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like he was talking about walking through, like, I think it was underneath of a old church in England or something. And mm. there's like, uh, not catacombs, maybe. Oh, the French, the French catacombs. That, yeah. I've been there. yeah. It's Have fucking you? crazy. I'll yeah. send you pictures. It's yeah. Do that. I, I wanted to go ever since I heard him talk about that. That's like the yeah. coolest thing ever. Did you get to look at any, like, did you go after you read the book or before? No, uh, before. This was probably two, shit, I don't remember, two years ago, something like that, three years ago. Did you happen but, to look at any of the skulls or anything? Did you no. notice? No. But now that you're saying it, I'm going to pull it up and be right? like, they do have straight teeth. I yeah. think that's crazy. And that was only in a couple of generations. Like, that's what really shocked me about him talking yeah. about that, that discovery was that it only took a couple of generations from people to go from wide, healthy jaws, male and female, healthy bone structure, perfect nasal breathing to, you know, like how many people today do you see when you walk around, have this squashed face, tiny chin, sunk in mouth, fucked up teeth. Like it's, it's normal now. Yeah. And it didn't take long for us to get to that point. Now everyone mouth, mouth breathes. And they, <laughs> and they have a hard time doing anything, any physical exertion because they can't get proper yeah. oxygen. I totally yeah. agree with that. It, and you're absolutely right. The The more easy routes you take, sure, it's comfortable and it's easy, but all you do is you circumvent the pain for later on. You, you're just, you're just, like you said in the beginning, you're just pushing shit under the rug. You know, it, it's going to come back and bite you. We, if that means you die at 57 because you have a heart attack or you know, or you decide to exercise a couple times a week and do a nice plunge now, like there's still a little bit of pain involved yeah. in both, but I'd rather die much later in my life and be able to remember, you know, my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So how much, you said you've lost over 60 pounds so far. Yeah. And what, what else are you doing in conjunction with the ice bath? Like when okay. you decided to do that? Yeah, thank you. This this is a huge thing, and it's a huge thing in the book that I hope everybody actually gets. My thing, and I think a lot of people have the same issue, is when they're trying to lose weight or trying to do whatever the thing is, get healthy, they just jump into the thing, and then after a month, two months, three months, it's done. And they don't do it anymore because it's too hard, it's too much, it's too whatever, or they just slip back into their old ways because it's so easy to slip back into your old ways. Um, I, and it's it literally goes back to everything we just talked about. Everything's so easy that you can do it. You can go down the street and get all the candy and shit you want. Um, 
but like the way that I did it that I think is the way that really made this work for me is that first month I did the ice bathing and I got the you can do hard shit part out yeah that was my first month my second month of ice bathing was ice bathing every morning that I can do hard shit and I did OMAD I did one meal a day yeah so the first month I did nothing different except ice bathe in the morning and I got the mental dexterity mental strength whatever to kind of wake up and do that the second month I did the OMAD one meal a day uh, for dinner I still didn't change anything like I had dinner with my family just the rest of the time I didn't eat yeah. um, but I could eat whatever I want and I didn't I didn't fall into any any mistakes or any um, old patterns I needed to break my pattern because it was so easy for me to say, Oh, I'm angry about something at work. I'll have this carbohydrate filled garbage. Uh, I'll have some chips. I'll have some caramel. I love caramel. I miss <laughs> caramel. I still think about caramel, but uh, I'll just have this and that will satiate the pain that I'm in or the anger that I'm in or whatever the thing is. And so for a month, after that, I just did that. So I stopped completely focusing on how can I get out of pain with food, with whatever. And then the third month, I took all the knowledge that I was was reading about throughout all this and kind of implemented it and said, high protein, low carbs, uh, don't eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, And I think that second month or the first month of getting the power, the second month of resetting my entire eating clock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then the third month, it was like, I get to eat in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to have uh, some beef jerky in the afternoon. I'm going to have a chocolate protein bar that has 20 grams of protein. Like <laughs> every one of those things still hit the satiate. I'm going to keep saying that satiated the, the, the food that I wanted, the sweetness yeah. or the the meat or the whatever, mm -hmm. but it wasn't garbage. Like I even have protein chips that like less carbs, more protein, yeah. a substitution. Yeah. Still hitting that stuff that I wanted, but not just getting shit to get shit. And it's like the mindset of you can't fail because you're winning. You're already winning. And like, just making sure that kept happening. And like, I have, I have these big ass whiteboards. This is just one of the whiteboards. This is one whiteboard for uh, book stuff. And then I have another whiteboard that's a calendar that has all my weights and the dates and every yeah. day I weigh myself. So the tracker. And, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't, I don't know, keep themselves accountable for yeah. what they actually want. And they say, I want, I want, I want, I want, but don't put the work in long enough to get what they want, which who else <laughs> are you going to blame? Like, look at <laughs> a mirror, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So I got a bunch of mirrors everywhere, mirrors everywhere that say like, you're already this far, keep pushing. Like, and I still got another 30 pounds that I want to go with my family's like, stop doing this. But like, I know where I want to be and I, I feel good about it. And I know it's a, a healthy weight. Like I've done all the, the checks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and besides that too, once, once you get to that point, then you're going to go, I've been winning and fucking stacking 
stacking accomplishments accomplishments on top of each other mm-hmm. for this long. What can I do next? Can I yeah. like that's what happened for me? I lost. I went from three hundred to one hundred sixty pounds, and then I thought, okay. Now I need to put on some muscle because now I'm a yeah. skinny little bitch. So, <laughs> so then my next goal was I'm going to put some muscle on. And then, you know, there's the more you win, the more you want to win, the more you have yeah. that desire to keep being a better version of yourself. And like, no matter who the fuck you are, whenever you look in the mirror, you can find something that you can be better, that you can improve about yourself. And I don't, yeah. I don't care if you're the rock Dwayne Johnson, like he looks in the mirror every morning at 4 a.m. and says I can be better we can all fucking be better (laughs) yeah I think that's really cool you talked about breaking the habit of being yourself and one of my favorite books of all time uh, if you've read it is by Dr. Joe Dispenza and it's called breaking the habit of being yourself it's fucking fantastic yeah I finished it a few weeks ago yeah it's a fucking book and that's what you were doing when you start plunging you're forcing those neural pathways to change in a new direction to reroute your everyday thoughts and yeah. that that's a huge leader. Like some people, I know a lot of people that they'll use uh, like psilocybin or maybe ayahuasca or they'll, they'll use a ceremonial plant to help yeah. rewire those neural pathways. You can do it that way if that's easy for you, whatever you're drawn to in your life. But you can also use nice tub. And I, to me, that's more solidifying than a one-time ceremonial use. Like that ceremonial use of something might help you get over like a bump, like a block in the road or a plateau yeah. or something like that. Like I'm fixing to try hoppe for the first time here this week, which isn't like, it's really low level. It's like a, a relative of tobacco. But the point is, is that like, you can do a lot of it on your own, f- almost free. Like you could even just decide I'm going to wake up every morning. I'm going to get a win by doing, I don't know, fuck 10 pushups, whatever, you know, like yeah. you rewire and break the habit of who you are pretty easily. Yeah, I think the the only thing with Joe that I, as soon as he starts talking about the quantum world and like thinking stuff into reality, I was like, all right, like I hear you. But I think what I took away and everything that you were saying is like, you can create the reality you want by continuously following through with the world that you want in your head. And like yeah. that, that's okay. awesome. I, I don't think I'm going to, jump through the quantum tunnels of time to change my past self to invest in Bitcoin earlier. But like, (laughs) I think that down the road, I can, I can get myself where I want to be. And like, yeah, I mean, I'm proof. I've, I've been doing it. You're proof. Yeah. We do it. (laughs) Yeah. All you have to do is orientate yourself in the direction you want to go. Like most people don't have the fucking spine to stay a path. Like you said, like how many of us have done that? Like, you're like, I need to change, raw. I'm they, gonna. Yeah, two weeks. And then they later. go eat a burger. Yeah. <laughs> That's everybody I know. In like you said about the winning, I want to I want to point to that for a second because that everyday win, especially if it's something hard like jumping in an ice tub for the purpose of this conversation. Like, if you win something every fucking morning, then you have that power. Exactly like you said to continue winning that day. Cause you're like, I woke up and I fucking won. I woke up and I won. I did something really fucking hard that most people won't ever fucking do. Now I have the momentum to win today. I have the momentum to say no to that donut or Frappuccino or whatever the fuck. Exactly. Yeah. It's that self power. That's huge. 
That's huge. Yeah. I, and the, the other thing that pisses me off about people, <laughs> the older I get, the more I just people, <laughs> uh, you, you can't see it in the video, but, uh, between my, my office and the next room, I have a pull-up bar in the door and it's small things. It's small things. Every time I come in this room and every time I leave this room, I do a pull-up in the pull-up or in the, in the doorway. Yeah. One, one pull-up. That's not a big deal. Like, you, a couple you seconds. can basically, you can basically jump up there for one, but as I keep doing it and as I keep walking through my door, I, I work from home. So I walk through this door a lot. Yeah. I'm doing three times every time I'm doing five times every time. And like you watch it jump so quick, like yeah. the, from the beginning, when I first was hanging there or when I, before I got the thing in the door, I tried outside and it was hard to get my ass up. Like yeah. I didn't have the, the strength. I didn't have the arm strength and I had a lot more weight down here. So it was harder <laughs> to get everything up. Yeah. But like those tiny steps, like that one pull up through the door, that one pull up back yeah. changes you. And like, it's one more win. And if you have like 20 of those different little wins every day, yeah, like you're fucking winning. Somebody wants you to file a report, file a report. Like it's not a big <laughs> deal. Like everything else wins from you winning. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's totally, I'm a huge proponent to exercise snacking. Like yeah, nice. that, like I, I have the same rule except for, yo, there you go. So you got a kettlebell right there in the office. That's something that people, what is that? Oh yeah. Your perfect push-up bars right there. Yeah. And this is all in Jason's office there too. And that's, yeah. I think that's really important. And what today, I don't know what the, what the stats are on this, but a lot of motherfuckers work from home now. So like, I get it. If you were uncomfortable in an actual office building, like doing push-ups and squats and pull-ups, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. but like I, I worked in oil and gas for 12 years outside and I mean, you're wide open. There's no office you can hide in. There was no bathroom to hide in to do your exercise yeah. snacks. I would bring kettlebells to work with me and I would sneak away whenever I could. And I would do some swings and pre whatever, you know, yeah. there at my, at my tailgate and everybody would watch me like all the time, but I didn't yeah. give a fuck because yeah. I wanted my win more than I wanted them to fucking approve of me. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah, care exactly. That. And what normally happens is, People, and this happens with our family and friends too, as you start to change your life, they'll judge you first. They'll be shitheads first, but then people will start to join you. Like at a certain point, there would be people behind the truck with me, like working out with yeah. me. And in the beginning they were like, ha ha, look at this fucking guy. But no, I think that's cool with the pull-up bar. I, I tell people that a lot at our gym. Like if you really want the biggest benefit, the biggest bang for your buck, you need to move your body in difficult ways as often as you can if that means a pull-up when you walk through a doorway that's fucking fantastic that's fucking fantastic yeah. and you should do that i like that a lot i didn't know yeah. that you were doing all that i see that like i see on instagram you do a lot of rowing you have a rowing machine yeah. um, and you run as well right yeah so you do a good job and yeah the uh the I do the pull or the, yeah, I do the rowing first and get warmed up and then I go for the run and then I cool down and then I get in the tub and then I get breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your morning routine right there. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's true or whatever, but Huberman, everybody listens to yeah. Dr. Huberman. Yeah. And he said, if you want to lose weight, it's always about the calorie deficit, like duh. But if you really want to do it, wake up and run like somebody's chasing you 
before you eat anything because yeah. your body's going to attack the the carbs in your blood or any or, or fat just to get rid of the stuff to function instead of feeding and then immediately using that as energy like and that's what i do so i wake up i row for 15 20 minutes i've been doing uh hit h-i-i-t whatever yeah. high intensity um and then i run it's two and a half kilometers like it's not a crazy run i'm just trying to was that like, like a mile and a half mile ish somewhere around there yeah mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i do I do that. And then like throughout the day, I love the way that you're calling it workout snacking. Um, yeah. 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 And I do that with uh, dips and push-ups and pull-ups and whatever. Yeah. I like that dude. Cause then you, then you keep your body active all day. Cause it's so easy when you work most of our modern jobs, like you're sitting down yeah. and you're like in a slouch position and yeah, your body, your body needs to move. The human body is meant to move all day, every day. You know, it's it's meant to move at like a slow pace all day with random bursts of like high intensity movements. And in our life now is not we went from being ancestral wild humans essentially to modern humans really fast, like generationally, yeah. like as far as our DNA is concerned, like there's like no time to evolve from being this wild hunter gatherer that fucking was primal and fit as fuck and sprinted after wild beasts to this animal this is like we are right now that's sitting on our ass looking into a blue light flickering screen like yeah <laughs> there was no there was no time for it to evolve there so we still need those things i believe in exercise snacking i believe in that a lot like i believe just like you do your 15 minutes and then you run like that probably ends up being like a 40 minute, some routine of, of high intensity movement. I, I believe that we need that every day, like 30 to an hour worth of high intensity movement and, yeah. and something, some sort of staple to hold your shit together. Sauna, ice bath, meditation, a mindful, just sitting in the sun. I don't know, whatever, something to hold yeah. it together, like a non-negotiable. This is what I'm doing every fucking day, no matter what. And then you need those exercise snacks all day. And I think that's as far as fitness goes, obviously your diet plays a huge role in this, but as far as yeah. fitness goes, I think that's the easiest way to stay on track. Yeah. And I, that. No, and I, I think the, the other thing that we want is that instant gratification. We want it right now and we want it so fast. And so many people are like, well, I need to do an hour of uh, running every day. I need to do an hour of, gym work every day i need to do this and this and this and i have to cut my food to this and i have to change everything you're going to fail yeah welcome too much. like too much yeah if if you're if i love the way that you're saying it snack if you snack on this stuff if you do it so that it's quick bites instead of just i have to do this five and a half hour routine <laughs> three times a week and if i don't do it i'm gonna hate myself and then i'm gonna eat shitty and i'm gonna quit because i don't want to do it it's not going to do anything, dude. Like, so it's, yeah, I love snacking. Like doing a pull-up isn't going to change the course of my day. It's not even going to make me sore. Yeah. But tomorrow, if I can do two pull-ups, I'm going to be like, holy shit, I'm a fucking beast. Look at this. And <laughs> exactly. then the next day I want to do three. And like that, that's huge. Yeah. And it's, it's not even going to make you sweat. Like it's not even no. going to interrupt your day at all. No. And it's, it's all coming back to the thing that you were saying, like 
it's yeah you just if you do it you'll see the results and every time you win you're gonna want to win more yeah yeah if you lose you're not gonna want to do it (laughs) it's discouraging to lose yeah 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 like for example if you walked up to your to your chest freezer to your ice tub every morning and you just decided i'm gonna let that limiting asshole inside my head tell me no this morning maybe you'd have given up on week two just because one time you said i am kind of running late this morning you know yeah. and whatever host of excuses that are brain sleepy yeah and you're like ah fuck it i'll do it later and then you don't like it's yeah. it's too easy it's too easy to fall off of the wagon i love that i love that there- the cold bath was like was your staple to begin with because that's like the hardest staple (laughs) yeah and i think that's why it worked and that's why like i know me and i didn't have the mental fortitude i'm gonna go with that mental fortitude to do what i needed to do and ice bathing gave me that straight up what all different things did you try on your Uh, weight loss journey i mean so much of the time it was uh like a few years ago, I ran every day, a 5k every day of some November. And as soon as it was over, I said, I'm going to do it for a month. And as soon as it was over, it was over. <laughs> and like everything went back to normal because like, I didn't win. It was just, I did it and I did my month and then I was done with it. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it's just everything it's eating. It's before I did the the complete reset it was i'm gonna eat good for this meal and i'm gonna eat good for this meal i'm gonna cheat for this one a good bit and then the <laughs> next day i'm gonna cheat for that one too Ooh, i could get two burgers instead of one and like it's just you allow yourself yeah you allow and oh there's a line in the book that i know i'm gonna get shit from it's something like uh you allow yourself to win or you allow yourself to fail but you allow it yeah and and I think so many people are going to be like, well, I don't allow it. I have other things happening. There's your fucking excuse. Exactly. Like, yes. Yeah. You, you fucking decide. Like, <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. If you're not going to do it, cool. But you're still the one choosing. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody so, can show up for you. You have to show up for yourself. No. You choose not. And to. again, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. It's, it's either you do it or you don't, but you are in charge. No, yeah, like no one can tell you to quit drinking. If you're a drinker, used to be, if you're a drinker, nobody's going to be like, I'm going to leave you if you keep drinking. And you're going to be like, yeah, like it almost makes you want to do it more. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad now. So I'm going to go drink more and kill the pain that you fucking caused. Yeah. Like, that's not going to make me quit. Yeah. That's not going to make me lift. That's not going to make me get in my ice bath. It's not going to do anything. It's like, you got to choose. You got to choose. And then you're the one in charge. Like, you're in charge of yes or no. That's it. I like that. <laughs> that you, you allow yourself to win or you allow yourself to fail. That's a good line. Thank you, you. It's That's as true as it gets. It's as true as it gets. Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> When I was getting really out of shape, like my friends would fuck with me about getting fat. And they were doing it because they wanted to try to tell me, like, hey, dude, you're getting fat. You need to do something. Yeah. But until I saw that photograph of myself looking like a walrus on, on the poolside, 
I wasn't yeah. make that change. Like you said in the beginning, like you make excuses for yourself. Oh, the lighting, blah, blah, blah. I'm busy. I'm stressed, whatever the fuck. Until you have that moment inside of your head that really squeezes the trigger. And you're like, yep, a change has to be made because that's not who I want to be. That's not who I deserve to be. My family doesn't deserve to have me in yeah. that state. You know, like you said, with your boy, like as a father, I think that, I think that any man, and this could offend people, but I don't give a fuck. If you're a man and you have children, you have the responsibility to be able to carry them physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever you, it's your responsibility to provide and protect them at all costs, including your own life. God forbid that would ever have to happen, but it's, it's your job. And if you yeah. don't take that responsibility seriously, then you're not a fucking man. That's just honest, you know, sorry, whatever you want to. That's just how it is. And when I found out that Caitlin was pregnant with our first daughter, like we had changed our life a little bit because we were having issues getting pregnant. But when she did get pregnant, it was like the same time. Got pregnant, saw that picture of myself and was like, I'm not a capable father. I'm not capable of what if yeah. I barely tie my own fucking shoes. Like if someone tries to attack my family, God forbid, what am I going to do? Roll into the wave? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, you, you have to, you have to spark your own fire. That's just how it has to be. I agree. Yeah. And it's about everything, everything that's shitty in your life. It, you can do like, I'm on, I'm on this emotional journey to working through just a lot of stuff yeah and the one thing that i keep reading is um that somebody can tell you to do something as much as they want and they can pressure you to do something as much as you want but if you don't want it it's never going to be something that you are actually doing like i in this thing that i just watched um the guy in the relationship was learning to hold the woman when she felt a certain way but she could feel the coldness of the hug even though he was doing the right actions it still wasn't there and i think that's a lot of people's journeys when they're like you're fat and you gotta fix it and you're like i'll go to the gym yeah you're not in it you're just, you're just like going emotions. You're yeah. just pissed off yeah yeah and as soon as you go i want this i want to feel better i want to fucking I want to be a beast. I want to be that fucking guy. Like that's when your brain's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get in some cold water so I can fucking do whatever I want. Like <laughs> that's a difference between somebody just telling you to do it and you being like, Oh, mm, yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not in it, man. <laughs> no, it's true. And then I think another part of that too, is most people think <clears throat> that the results are going to come tomorrow. Like you're going to go to the gym one time and do some squats and you're just going to be an animal and it it takes some long-term dedication like it, it really does like yeah. like you said you're you're seven months into this you've lost like 60 pounds and you've put on a lot of muscle mass but that's seven months people like most people are unwilling to eat good food for one day let alone you know over seven months that's that's a commitment that most yeah. people are afraid of and like you said like you still have some weight that you want to lose like and we talked earlier, it's going to take you a minute to get where you want to go, but you have to take the daily steps, even the moment yeah. to moment steps, like even a big thing for me, like emotional and 
the thought process, like how Joe Dispenza talks about the a massive amount of thoughts we have every day that constantly wire our brain into a direction that's normally not where we want to be. Uh, yeah. My inner voice is uh, quite the asshole and very challenging. Yeah. See, yeah, you, you yeah, <laughs> I know him well. Yeah. He's man, he's a dick. And you gotta yeah. like, you have to figure out either how to use that voice for your benefit or, uh, and it's every day, you know, the more ice baths you take and the more things you do that win, like eventually you shut them up a little bit. But it's always still there poking at you yeah. and prodding at you. Yeah. I don't, most people are afraid to take on that inner voice and they just, they just say, fuck it. They just silence it with a coping mechanism, alcohol, mm-hmm. tobacco. I mean, what, there's so many of them, social media, porn. I mean, whatever people, everyone has their own. Nobody can say they don't. Yeah. And I guess th- this other thing that I'm actually working on right now uh, is they say that there's all these coping mechanisms that you can have, like the negatives that you're talking about, if it's smoking, drugs, drinking, whatever. But there's also positive coping mechanisms that can also be used for negative. So like working out, uh, cold bathing shit, anything, running all these healthy things. But if you never deal with the shit that actually got you into the coping mechanism, whatever that is, it's just going to be there. So yeah. like, I, I love that you're saying that because like, yeah, if your coping mechanism for being rude to somebody at work or rude to, or mean to your wife or whatever your thing is and you're like fuck it i'm gonna go lift cool go lift but come back and talk through the fucking issues and like that's when you really win yep like oh he's got a six-pack but he's still an asshole like (laughs) good for you you look great (laughs) nobody likes you (laughs) he's still got a lot of inner work to do yeah that's true that's so so true man and you Maybe that's something you realize like as you get older too is like the yeah. the amount of bullshit you've put on yourself that you just you push off, like you said, on other people. You treat other people like shit. Yeah. And then eventually yeah. like the volcano, you just fucking erupt. Yeah. <laughs> Why do men die earlier than women? Yeah. All that suppression. Because <laughs> they're fucking horrible inside. <laughs> <laughs> There's a I don't know if you know. Uh, he's he's finishing up a book right now. I, I think he's titling it The Uncommon Man. His name is Robert Bill Jr. And he talked about that too. Like for years, he would just, he got into yoga and that's what became his staple, his daily staple instead of an ice plunge was yoga um, and like the breath work and meditation. But he talked about mm-hmm. for years, he would do the same thing. He would suppress all of his emotions and then he would work out and he was a power lifter and, you know, he even competed, competed rather at a high level and was very successful at powerlifting. But he, he realized that he would get angry, just like you just said, at somebody and he'd go, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go do this. But he would never work through the emotional yeah. shit. And so it, it turned into like, he built up all these injuries and then, you know, he had inflammation and all these things that were really bothering him. And he's like, something's not right. You're like, I, yeah. like, I think I'm handling my shit, but I'm obviously not. And then, you know, like I said, he found yoga, but whatever it is that you got to find, I think I love ice bathing. And so, which is, I, I love the idea of your book. I can't wait till it comes out. I'm going to grab it. Coldfeet.com with an E F E A T. And I like, I like that too. I like the play on words there. Um, yeah. So I, I can't wait for that to come out because I love hearing people's stories. Just like you talked about today from like, 
<laughs> from I would say like from fat and uncomfortable but that's just the modern man now so from the modern man yeah. to a you know to a rewilded badass like I, I love those journeys yeah. and especially people that can stick to them <laughs> yeah I have a long journey ahead but I'm, I'm here to stick to it yeah I think it's fucking cool shit man I love that you decided to write about it too like as soon as you started you felt the massive shift and you're like I'm gonna write a book about this <laughs> yeah yeah so august, I gotta get it out august 20th right yeah august yep. 20th. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes too. And then, uh, yeah, if you, if you send me a little list, um, I, I think I saw that you had a pseudonym for your, uh, the other books, but yeah. if you want, if you want, I can put all those in the show notes, um, okay. I'll put your website and stuff in the show notes. And that way, uh, people can find your, your other books and they can get prepared for this book. I think this podcast will probably go out, um, the, like towards the end of the month. Um, it'll be okay. the end of the month. Um, yeah, man. You, you got any final words of advice for our listeners? Final words of advice are, yeah, I mean, if you don't want it, it doesn't matter. Like, nothing's going to happen. If somebody's pressuring you to do something or if you're just fighting yourself to do something, it's never going to happen. But if you take the steps and take the wins and continue winning, if it's just a pull-up, for a month, one a day. Like if it's just that, get the wins, keep adding the wins and get addicted to the wins because those wins will make you want to make everything else better. And it's like the craziest part. Like I get excited thinking about this and I have one more thing to talk about on top of that. That's that'll be quick, but like the wins don't just end up on your body or your weight loss or like your look the wins are so mental and it just makes everything better you find the happier parts of your life you see the sadness go away like so often like these amazing things that you're doing like if it's i, I did 10 pull-ups like that win is gonna flow over to the next part of your day and like you're gonna be playing with your son and it's just gonna be more happy or you're gonna be talking to your your partner and it's just gonna have a better interaction because it transfers over. The one warning that I do have, which I've seen and I scare myself with, is I saw this uh, stretching thing to, to stretch your hips online. And I, I was like, my hips have been bothering me. I should do that. But if I do that, I'll do that every day from now on. So like all these healthy things <laughs> I say to myself, I'm like, if I do that today, I'm going to do it every day forever. Do I want that to be a part of my daily? <laughs> and like, I have to have that thought because if I'm just like, I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll do that. It's going to be a full day of the five and a half hour thing I told you about yeah. that nobody wants to do because you quit. <laughs> so <laughs> Once you get to that level, just kind of keep yourself in check and say, I can do a little. <laughs> I can do a little and yeah. things will be okay. A little every day is so much better than a lot once a day. Once a month. Yeah. 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 That's so much better. So, I like that too. I like yeah, man. Yeah. That's that's good final words of advice there. Uh, oh. August 20th, make sure you go get 
Cold Feet, a memoir of how I froze my midlife crisis right off. <laughs> right off. <laughs> right off. And then he's also got some cool notebooks on site too, right? Is that, you can find them on the same site? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can find this silly thing that's just Cold Feet. And then you can write all about whatever you want to do. Yeah. Write about your, your ice bathing. There you go. Give me a copy. A, a writing practice is really good for uh, for beginning a journey too, for helping purge some you know, emotional bullshit baggage. But yeah, and another thing, like uh, last thing about the the social side of this, the social media and stuff. Like on one side, you want to show off that you're doing this and craziness and silly, but on the other, I can look back at any day in my journey so far and go, "Holy shit, I am a different fucking person." Yeah. than that person and it holds you like, accountable too that, yeah it's crazy to see that guy and be like oh i remember that day i was uncomfortable that morning like it's awesome so something you want to think about even if you record yourself and then like put it on your phone yeah i'm telling you that's like a born after picture yeah yeah and and the other thing is when you do that you're like i'm not gonna be this anymore and like you're saying that to yourself and your subconscious to say I'm not going to be this anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. And then when you put it out there in the social word world, now all the followers are like, if you skip a couple of days, they're like, uh, Jason, where the fuck did you go? Did you give up? Like, because yeah. so many people want to see you fail. Oh, yeah. And, and that holds you accountable, really. It's like using your haters you know, to help you achieve. They want you to fail. So if they see you not post a video for a couple of days, they're going to be like, oh he failed yeah. so you you're holding yourself accountable by making yourself do it every single day which is very important that it, most most of us can't hold ourselves accountable and so if you can find something that holds you accountable and is also fun like taking a video of your ice bath or or writing it down on your noteboard or your whiteboard that's in your office that you walk past every day and you're like yeah if you don't see that check mark that says i won today you yeah, know, that holds you accountable. Yeah, there might be some guilt there, but that's okay because you can use yeah. guilt to help you accomplish what you fucking want to. So yeah, I think that's really cool too. It's like the before and after picture. You might never post the before until you have the after. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And seriously, some of the pictures I have, I was like, holy shit, that is not. But as soon as I like have this compared to that it's like oh yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah it's cool to know where you start because a lot of us don't want to take the before picture because we're ashamed of it, it like I, I wish that more members at our studio at, at our gym would have taken before pictures before they joined so I we could so they could see not so we could see so yeah. they could see their own improvement and see what their dedication has led to because it does like you don't see it incrementally you know when it takes when when it's seven months and 60 pounds you know, a little bit less than 10 pounds a month doesn't really look like a lot when you look at yourself in the mirror every single day. But from day one to day 150, if you look at those pictures side by side, it's yeah, yeah. obvious, very obvious. Yeah. So. Like the, uh, the last month from June 16th to July 16th, I lost like eight pounds. Yeah. Not a lot, but I've also added all these things. So it's more muscle than yeah anything and it's different so, so the body composition yeah don't always look at just the numbers don't always look at just the pictures don't always look at just the fit like yeah it's it's everything coming together yeah absolutely it's everything it's everything yeah i agree with that man all right man uh so i already asked you if you had any final 
words for this. What what's next for you after your book releases on August 20th? What's next? Uh next is I have two <laughs> two other books that I want to finish. One's a, a a religious satire that's so much more offensive than the first one. <laughs> and another book that's like it's almost a book for my son, but it's also super offensive. Uh, and it's called How the Fuck to Human. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I plan on, I've taken some time off from writing my personal stuff and just kind of focused on work and, and this stuff. Yeah. And I want to I wanna get three books out this year. So Cold Feet, One for Work, which is coming out, and then two. So four books by awesome. the end of the year. Awesome. That's yeah. cool as shit. That's it's gonna be a lot of a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I and I wanna add this because I'm I'm sure you've noticed too with the winning every single day, I'm sure that's helped you writing immensely because you then you have the willpower to dedicate and plus you don't have the brain fog, like the you know, the writer's block, they come so easily. It doesn't happen yeah. when you're constantly winning and when you're doing the ice plunging, like yeah, I think that's cool as fuck. I think it's cool. It's back. I know I've I've written two and I have several more that I'm in the process of. And I know what it's like to try to write a book. It takes dedication. Yeah. It takes it takes a lot of effort, even as badly as you want to write it. Like yeah. it's still a lot of effort because then you have to edit the motherfucker. You have there's so much. There's so much. It's effort. a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot, man. It's yeah. so <clears throat> the first book I wrote, it took me like four or five years yeah. to get it to to the point where I was like, ah, I might publish this because <clears throat> I didn't even plan on it in the beginning. And then I was like, from that point of I might publish this to publishing it was like another year. Like the book, yeah. was, it, it was done like there, but the editing and the dude, it's massive. And I'm sure you've gotten so much better at it since you've written so many now. But yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it's and And again, you're just saying it everything works together it's one little step for your body it's one little step for a book it's one little step for work it's one little thing do it every day and it adds up yeah i love i love thinking about that yeah yeah every next thing you know you have 15 books released and you've lost 75 pounds and <laughs> yeah and then you're a motivational speaker and everybody's yeah, exactly. listening to you and they're like jason donnelly yeah i fucking know jason donnelly yeah they're like <laughs> didn't he used to be like fat and uncomfortable yeah look at him yeah. look at him now yeah. that, that'll be that'll be my stand-up fat and uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. and i'll come out with a six-pack i'll take my shirt off like burt kreischer and they'll yeah, be like wait <laughs> isn't this supposed to be funny yeah. like, washing my wash <laughs> that's what happened when carrot top got fit remember when carrot top got mm. fit yeah i don't want to remember that he, he wasn't funny anymore because he wasn't scares me yeah <laughs> He's terrifying now. Like, good for him for getting healthy, but he's terrifying. I wouldn't. It's hard for comedians to be in good shape. Yeah. Matt Reif. I'm not even sure that one is, huh? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, you're just not as funny if, like, you know, you look happy and (laughs) and successful. Yeah. The Matt gets on stage and he says this thing about, uh, He's like super attractive, six pack, good looking guy. And he's like, this is new. Like I was horrible and unattractive and puberty hit me real late. So I had to develop a personality. So he's really funny. And as a six pack and all that fun stuff. And it's, 
it's yeah it's funny but <laughs> you have to use it you have to use it to your advantage somehow yeah man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's cool as shit you you could call it instead of the i don't know i guess you can't really re- rename the machine for burt kreishner you gotta gotta <laughs> you can't steal that he's got a movie and everything about it now so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well fuck man I, it was it was awesome talking to you jason it yeah this was super fun yeah, I'm, I'm glad we were able to finally get it going, especially with the time over there across yeah, the pond in Denmark. Yeah, thank you for getting up so early. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't that early, but it was it was nice. Because now I'm going to go out and I'm going to ground and get my sunshine, do a little mindful movement in the grass. Good morning. Good morning. Nice. Good conversation cool, with the pal, talking about stuff that is beneficial to everybody. So, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Hopefully a good afternoon for you. You get back to your your day. <laughs> yes, sir. I I just saw my uh my son got home from daycare, so I'm gonna go play. Awesome. Go play, man. Go play. It was good talking yeah, to you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, reach out whenever. You know where I am. Absolutely. I absolutely will. Hey everybody, I'm back again to remind you for the second time in this episode that we are sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man, written by yours truly, Trenton Sweet and the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, written by myself and my wife, Caitlin. Two books that you can find basically anywhere that you buy books, so check them out. We are also sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio in Washington, Pennsylvania, so your participation there also sponsors this podcast, and thank you very much for your support. We are also sponsored by The Old Road Farm in Washington, Pennsylvania, A beautiful family-owned regenerative farm doing everything the right way. And if you want to know more about them, and I think that you should, check them out at theoldroadfarm.com.